Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, and constantly ever-recovering addict. And this is the All Open Podcast, where I and others discuss the moments little to large when we really felt, however briefly and in whatever capacity, like we had no friends. So, one thing I cannot handle, famously cannot handle, is breakups. I know, so surprising when my history has been so calm and measured and handled with such grace and dignity and aplomb. Mm -hmm. Because of the specific conditions I struggle with, my reactions to abandonment and rejection are fairly extreme, to say the least. But now that I understand my past trauma and am processing it, I'm able to see things with a broader scope. I'm able to separate the situation from my history and realize it's my shit talking and I'm not actually dying, I'm in the present, not the past. I am not a child anymore, I am an adult and I can comfort myself. This may sound bizarre and incredibly obvious, but it's not when you have wounds so deep there's about 15 layers of scar tissue covering them. I am learning that I am okay, if not better, on my own. And I'm not latching myself onto every penis that shows me a little bit of attention like a traumatized snapping turtle with abandonment issues. And actually, it's a way more exciting process. So, this is why, and family, if you're listening, just skip forward about 30 seconds or so. I have been on a journey of discovering sex without necessarily attaching it to love, emotion, wound healing, etc. And trust me, it's a lot of fun. While, of course, staying safe, connected to yourself, and kind. No more fucking anyone else over. Those days are gone. But there is nothing wrong with exploring your sexuality and finding your own enjoyment. As women, we have been conditioned to think that having casual sex equals slut. It doesn't. Someone made that up hundreds of years ago when they also believed that having an argumentative male relative meant that you were a witch. 
It's true. Look it up. I have sought solace in men for a very long time, mistaking love for addiction and completely losing myself in the process. But no more, my friends. Grace and I are discussing this and more today. So we are gathered in the summer of 2021, which was a big summer for a lot of reasons, big summer for me, mainly because the amount of drugs I was doing, but that's a whole other story. But it's summer 2021. And Grace, in this moment, why do you think you've got no friends? Okay, so I'm trying to like really, okay, it was, it's all come back to me now. Mm. It was May 2021. June, it was June, it was the first week of June in 2021, Mm -hmm. and I had gone through a sort of um, very long breakup, like one of those breakups where even for the first year after, we both thought we were going to get back together, so we were sort of still in constant communication. And And did you keep hooking up, or was it... We did, no, only twice over that year, well, once at the beginning, and then we had a period of time where we weren't, and then Mm. we started seeing each other again, and now it's June... 2021 and it's ended like properly again and it felt like a bit more final that time I remember because I had a gig in East London which I despise not gigs but East London and (laughs) and I'd gone to this gig and with one of my best friends Susie and we were in the venue and like a few of our friends were at the gig it was our my friend Natalie's night and we were there and then this like really buff guy comes in and I turned to my friend Susie and I was like, oh, he's quite fit. And she was like, yeah, he is really fit. And I was like, okay. And then I went outside to have a cigarette with my friend. And then Susie texted me like, I've got the fit guy to come and sit next to us. Like, I've got him to come and sit with us. <laughs> so I come back in and this fit guy's like sat at the table that we're sat at. Like, obviously I'm sitting in the Was audience. he on his own? As far as he wasn't. Knew. He knew someone. He knew my friend who was hosting the night. And right. he also knew someone who I was sat with. Okay. This is a story that we will talk about whenever I see them. So then I come back and sit down and I'm sat next to this guy and I like turn to this guy and I'm like, hi, like, so nice to meet you. What's your name? Um, And then he says his name, which I won't say because like, I don't want to like out him on this podcast Mm. and like he might be annoyed by it. But then he said his name and then I was like, thinking that's, it's a really rare name. So I was like, I definitely shagged someone with that name. (laughs) And then he was like, we've met before. And I was like, oh my God, we had sex, didn't we? Carnival, Carnival 2018, I think it was. Like, Carnival 2018. And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. And then like so loudly in this venue, I was like, I remember I met him at the Paradise and um, brought him back to my house. And then I remember, and I ended up saying this in my set for which he was in the audience. I then basically said this, but it was true. He told me, and this might be true, like I'm not Mm. shaming men, but... He told me that he couldn't go on top because he got head rush when he did. So I was having to like do everything when we were having sex. <laughs> sorry. And I'm I remember so thinking sorry. that was just like the latest. He got head He got rush. head rush when he went on top so he couldn't go on top. So he just lay there while I did fucking everything. And I remember thinking that <laughs> sounds suspicious. So then I said it on stage and then like whatever. Like it was fine. The whole thing was really like it was jokes. Um, but then I remember after that being like wow like. I can't believe I'm at this point where I'm forgetting people that I've had yeah. sex with to yeah. that extent. That is quite a moment. I was trying to do my list the other day, mm. the list of people, 
And I kept coming up with a different number every single time I did it. And I was like, there are people that I am forgetting. Mm. And that irks me a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, my list, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I know like ballpark figure where it is, but like, and I know, I know sort of when it goes up by 10, when it goes up by another 10. So I know roughly, I know, I know the number I was at before my last big relationship. So then I know like since then that where I'm at. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, there are so many people that I've shat <laughs> that I would not know to say hi to on the street. Yeah, yeah. It's bad, isn't it? No, no. I mean, like, fucking, it's 2022, you do you. Um, but in that moment when you had that experience and there was this guy that you'd forgotten. I mean, you did remember him, so it's fine. Yeah, it's I did like, remember him when he said his name, him. yeah. Um, but what what happened next? How did, what, what, what were your steps after that? After that, because where I was at in that period of my life, was the beginning of this sort of journey that I'm like still in now, but I'm really at a more conclusionary part of. Mm. But I was at the beginning of, and actually I wasn't, I was actually like that whole year, 2021 through to now, through to like the next year, I hope. Mm. I've like evolved so much when it comes to my relationship yeah. with men. Yeah. But at that point, you know, I was like, I've gone through this endless sort of loss, actually, because it felt like I was constantly losing my ex-boyfriend because we were constantly, like, breaking up. and mm. But always sort of still in, involved in each it's other. It's so which, painful, yeah. that. It's really, and it just gets so tangled within you when they're, and even though the clean break is really, really, and it feels like you're shedding the skin and it's, like, burning when it comes off of you. It's the worst. But that prolonged thing of getting back together and that kind of eking out is actually the pain lasts longer I think as I think as well it it was so it wasn't it was very hard breakup because I like neither of us wanted it to happen but we couldn't really see like a way forward basically and I mean now I'm like completely at peace with it and can see that it was for the best but at that time it was really really like I mean for that whole year it was really difficult and then also there were other people involved in the sense of like I started seeing someone Mm -hmm. while I was still sort of in this situation like I wasn't with my ex so and then I feel guilty for like there being someone else who actually thought he was going to get into a serious relationship with me and like I wasn't in that headspace so anyway I was at the beginning then and then what happened after like from that week is I remember after that thinking lol like that is jokes Mm. and also I have no shame like when it comes to my sex life and when it comes to like my history like I have just no shame which is something I really admire by the way well I mean I it it, it, it's not like it's I, I really can't really see another way like it makes me sad that people do have shame around that stuff because yeah. I I always just feel like so much of it is actually about um other people's perceptions of you yeah. and so like if you let them win then you're like playing into this idea that like having had sex with someone and then forgetting who that person is means that you're a bad person or means that your value as a woman is less which yeah. like a lot of men yeah. do think. And you're going to get labelled as something kind of ugly yeah. and weird, which is just completely like a fabricated, manufactured thing. Exactly. So I think in that moment, I was like, lol, that's jokes. Can't wait to like tell that story. Um, I've never quite done it as a bit. I haven't quite like worked <laughs> out it as a bit. But it's really funny because that gig that I did that night where that happened, mm. I had done the Christmas before, which was like, I was broken up with my ex. Like I told you, it's a year long breakup. Mm. And I'd done this same gig and I was in on stage and there was like a group of men in the audience who were just talking so much during my set. So I stopped my set and I was like, 
what you guys are talking about like sounds so much more interesting than what I'm saying. And then they were like, oh, we're ordering a Domino's. And I was like, oh, okay, like you're obviously not. And they were, it was obviously like code for like they were picking up drugs. Right. Anyway, one of the loud one, I was like, come up on stage. Like, <laughs> so I made him come up on stage and I just like absolutely like destroyed him on stage. And then we ended up shagging. <laughs> <in the sky. laughs> Oh my god, that's the best. It was really funny and it was like a really good, that was a joke shag. So then when I then was at the gig the next time and there's this guy, I was like, round two, like me and this guy are going to shag again. But he wasn't having any of it. He really didn't like the fact that I made jokes by on stage. <laughs> <laughs> did he use Can't his, understand why. Did he use his name when you were on stage that night? I didn't use his name. No, no, no. But I was like, oh, there's a guy here and I've just bumped into him and I forgot that we'd already had sex. Lol. And then after that, is that when you got out of London? Um, yeah, it was when I started to prepare for my plans for leaving London. I ended yeah. up, because then COVID, I was I was planning on going to America. Because we were at one point going, we're going to go to LA. Exactly, yeah. which was around that time, but mm. there was still a travel ban. Um, yeah. So I would, you know. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we're going to have to spend two weeks in Aruba. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, I remember you messaged me that. So I was, ideally, I wanted to go then, but then, like, that dragged on and then I ended up meeting someone else, and then I was yeah. like, oh, should I even still go? And all my friends were like, grow up, like, you've had this plan, like, you can't, like, not, like, change the plan for someone you met, like, five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So, but the travel ban kept, like, it, like going on, so then I ended up leaving in, like, um, November, like, this time last year, so there was still a few more months, but that sort of period was me sort of gearing up to leaving, but then yeah. the trip to America actually ended up being completely disastrous. But, was it? Yeah, but in a, like... Uh, not in a wasted way, but like COVID was still really bad there. Mm. So like work wasn't great. I couldn't like actually gig because I didn't want to get in trouble because I wasn't on a work visa. Right. I got raped in Vegas. What? Yeah. Fucking hell. I wrote this big article about this. Did you I didn't see, see it? it. I, will you send it to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote like a huge thing in The Guardian, which is like... Fucking hell. I have no idea. Summer. How did I miss that? Oh, Jesus. It's fine. It's the, the new cycle. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, but so that was disaster. So that yeah. happened, and then like my my best friend's mum had a stroke. So then in the end, I came back early. Right. But all in all, I mean, it wasn't a bad trip, and I was like there with like loads of my best friends, and like it wasn't like all negative. But that period that we've started talking about mm. was a really big moment in me in my life because it was when I started to really see how toxic my relationship with men was. Yeah. Decided to go away. Then, like, this bad thing happened with a man. And then I was like, okay, okay, what I need to stop doing is um, thinking that men... Not... That was obviously not my fault. But Mm. then after that, I wanted to seek solace from my ex and from other men. And what I was realised is what I need to stop doing is thinking that only other men can sort of heal my problems. Seeking that validation from male attention. Yeah, especially in times of trauma that is caused by men. It's so contradictory. But it also makes sense because it's like, you know, when you kick a dog, the person that kicks the dog has to like stroke the dog straight away because then the dog needs to know that you're not angry at them and Mm -hmm. you haven't done it. And it's like that that basic psychology. Like you want to know that not all men are bad. So then you go to another man to like... But so but then it creates a really unhealthy pattern of behaviour because that's essentially how codependency starts. Exactly. It's when you feel someone else should feel a void for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can't you can't validate yourself, so you seek it from from other things. And I definitely do the same where I seek it from male attention. And I've I only realised I was doing that literally in um like the last year, like you, and really had to change that pattern of behaviour. Which is really hard. So fucking hard. And also it's quite um 
I mean, you're much better at this than I am, but I, I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed of myself and my behavior and like the, I felt so like weak. I know, but do you know what? Even I, with with that with that sort of male value, I felt really like quite a lot of shame around it. Because, yeah. And that's really bad. I think that we feel that way because it's really normal. Actually, like we've grown up in this world where we've been con- like conditioned deeply into thinking that like men are kind of our savior and men mm, are like mm. our security and um you know you need to like be with a man or whatever. And so that's kind of normal and understandable. And then also I hate the fact that then we feel afraid of admitting it mm. because other women are going to be like, oh my God, that's so bad. Like yeah. you don't need a man. You're like, not a feminist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even though it's sort of how we've been conditioned and it's it feels completely natural. Yeah. And it's also like normal to want love. It's mm. just about like how you go about getting it. And I think there's so many very very like fine lines between like wanting it and then needing it and yeah. like a healthy relationship and codependency yeah. you know like and these things are like very nuanced mm. but like you were talking before we started recording like about like you know unhealthy like relationships mm-hmm. and when you're mm-hmm. in them you don't see them no. for what they are no everyone else can there's people who are going who are saying to you this isn't healthy and this isn't right and you're heading for an icy cliff but unless you realise that for yourself, as much people can say it to their blue in the face, you're not going to accept it. Um, and also, these kind of relationships, these codependent relationships that are really filling a void, they're very addictive. And um, you experience the same kind of euphoria, the same kind of highs that you get from drugs. Totally. And people, and when I was in rehab, they said to me, um, withdrawal from a person is harder than withdrawal from drugs. And that is... And I don't think we talk about that enough because drugs being a substance, alcohol being a substance, you can kind of put the evil on that. But when it's a person, it's so different and it has, it has so much But also shame. it's really hard then, like, once you know that, then when you get into, say, like, quote-unquote, a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually really hard not to just think it's really boring. Exactly. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. I do the exact same because when you're really used to the chaos and chaos feels like home and living this kind of life of superlatives of the highs and the lows and the euphoria and the despair when getting into something that's stable you're like i don't trust this what the fuck is this this is this feels and and yeah you're right it feels it's understimulating yeah because you're used to being because i'm not like yeah it's that i then i'm like oh well what what am i doing is this the right thing for me or or do i just find this boring Mm -hmm. i mean it's something that i grapple with because my main thing is, like, I want to feel secure in a relationship. Like, right. I want to uh, not constantly be worried that, you know, something bad's going to happen or I'm going to get, like, left or yeah. cheated on or, like, all of those things that, like, I guess, like, anxious people, like, are, like I'm thinking about all the time. Mm. But then when I feel, like, really secure and I'm like, this person, mm. like, won't do that to me, I'm like, they're too nice. What a loser. Yeah. <laughs> You're a nerd. Keep me on my toes, for fuck's sake. Be cooler. Yeah, I know, which is so toxic. No, no, but I completely... And I do the exact same thing, which is why I have really made the decision... I mean, they say in the first year of recovery, you're not meant to get into a relationship. You get a pet and not a boyfriend, which is why I now have a cat, who is the only man in my life. But um, (laughs) that's... I've made the decision to really stay away from entering into a relationship until I feel more secure in myself and more secure in my attachment. But um, this is one of the reasons why I'm exploring the 
sex party world, and we're going to talk about this on the podcast, because I have always associated sex with extreme attachment and love and relationships. And I've never explored sex in like a just a what it is way. Every time I slept with someone, I was like, okay, and now we're getting married. Um, and so I'm finding real um, joy and freedom and release in just going, let's explore what sex is about um, rather than sex equals relationship. I think that's really healthy. And I think that's why a lot of my friends who do go to sex parties, like that's a lot of the appeal for them. Yeah. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you also separate sex from relationships in that, like, you know, obviously sex and relationships, like, are, like, crossing over all the time. Mm. But then you are then naturally less possessive of someone. 100%, which is yeah. one of the th- reasons why I would like to explore, like... I don't know if I could have been in an open relationship, but, like, definitely going to sex parties because once mm. I can detach from the, the ha- sex having that much meaning, mm. it will mean that I'm not constantly thinking, well, if somebody, like, flirts with someone else, it's, like, the end of the world yeah. because these things aren't that deep as long as you're not, like, you know, yeah. just deceitful. So it's a really interesting, like, way to explore that stuff, I think. Yeah, because sex for me has always been, like, deeply passionate and deeply connected with the right person is often a really toxic person that it's like that with um and then exploring this field of you know me going solo into into sex it was obviously the other person matters but I was more about my own my own pleasure and my own experience and what I want to experience rather than worrying about the other person and whether they're doing okay and whether they're feeling okay I was like I just want to see if I can come in 20 seconds mm-hmm. um and uh and that's that's really really oh my God, it feels so freeing. It feels just like, it feels so powerful rather than just giving all of myself to another human and um, wanting them to validate me. I think so. I mean, I I think like you're more likely to get into unhealthy relationships if you feel in any way desperate for something from that person. Right, Whether it is like sex or like any kind of like emotional validation. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to set that relationship, whether or not that you two people who have started out healthy individuals. But if that happens, it's like I always say, like, I don't think there are toxic people. I think Mm. like relationships can become very toxic when like two people haven't dealt with their trauma properly. And then are expecting other two, like another person to be able to like solve all of their problems. Once you get to a point where sort of you don't need. So it's even really interesting, like in the last few months, I mean, like. 
I'm like quite whatever about my love life at the moment. I'm mm. just whatever. I'm just doing me. I'm just like working and I like have sex with people and like that's fun and I enjoy it. But I'm not sort of, I don't, I'm not getting attached to anyone. It's quite worrying. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, literally I've gone so far the other way. Um, but one of the things that I do feel you sort of see really paying off just in terms of like whatever is going on in my love life because I'm not that bothered mm. there is no stress yeah like there's no stress there's no pressure and actually in the long run like that makes me more attractive to men which is really bad but yeah. like it's true yeah they're like oh she's she hates me yeah <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want she me. literally doesn't reply to my text oh my god <laughs> so anxious but these like these toxic relationships it's so funny because it is literally a a t- it's a textbook cycle of how these things go that you'll have this connection and there's the the kind of love bombing stage and then there's the discarding and then there's the love bombing again it goes round and round and round in circles um and it is it's so addictive it's so so addictive and i am very i guess at the moment i'm very wary of getting into any kind of relationship because i'm so aware of my codependent tendencies and my um want for not want but my attraction towards men who are quite abusive um like my friend of mine said the other day he was talking about his cat and he was like this cat oh my god he love bombs you so much and then he waits on the stairs and he'll smack you in the face as you're coming up and I was like if that cat was a man you'd love I'd it be mm, over. Just I'd be like wow I'd be after that um so I'm and I don't want to get to the point when I'm just afraid, afraid of it, but I am so afraid, or I have been in the past, I mean, I don't know anymore because I haven't tried it out, but so afraid of abandonment, so afraid of being discarded, Of no, but it was all because my entire validation came from the other person, so if I wasn't good enough for them, I wasn't good enough for anything. But that's why you're probably still not ready, yeah. because... I mean, it's really hard and I don't know if I'm ready at all. Basically, at the beginning of this year, I realised all of this stuff, like, mm. at, at around mm. New Year's. And then... That was my time. I had a whole month in January where I wouldn't even, like, have any communication with a man, apart from my best friend, Jack, who's gay, who mm. you've met, and my dad. Apart from that, I had, like, no communication with anyone, like, none of my exes, mm. most of whom I was still speaking to at that point, mm. like, because I'm so bad at letting go of people. Yeah, can't do it. Then January ended and I was like, actually, this, I'm really enjoying this. So it seeped into February. And then, like, February, I started sort of like easing sort of situations and like probably not positive ones, like th- things that hadn't quite finished um, mm. from the year before. My big thing, um, which now I think is such a, it feels so far away, but it could slip back in as a habit, is that when there is like a man in my life and I'm seeing someone, I used to just always, if anything happened, like, whether it was work-wise or my mental health or, like, my life or friends or whatever, I'd always feel like the only person I could talk to was my boyfriend about 100%, it. So, yeah. like, I couldn't I couldn't get that validation from, like, a friend or one of my parents, which is, you know, counterproductive because actually my friends would be much better at dealing with that situation than a, than a man who doesn't know me as well and yeah. also, like, you know, does probably doesn't understand the situation. Mm. And so this year my main thing, and I al- always have done that, and then this year my main thing is... That's that's been the extreme thing that I've stopped doing. Like I don't turn to like men in that way. Yeah. And that's where I, I can't see myself going back on that. And that's sort of where that attachment, like I, I just yeah. can't see it happening yeah. just yet. Cause I don't have that desire. I feel so whole. That's great. Without like that sort of validation from a man. Yeah. So it's interesting, but I feel like you're probably, you probably still need to 
give it some more time because I, need I think some you more know time. when you're going to be ready. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll know. And also, I'm now just a big believer in things happening for a reason. I'm allowing things to happen as they will. Um, and if the if there's someone that comes along, great. But I'm just not I'm not actively looking because I just I like to, I I don't feel ready, mm. and I don't want to derail yeah derail myself and go back on all this work that's happened in this journey and just slip back into that you know forfeiting all of my needs and all of my boundaries for this person and work goes out the window and you know other relationships and friendships go out the window because I become all consumed in this person um and it's usually because they're like a love avoidant or they're absent or they're abusive so therefore I become a shell of a human wanting to be filled up by Man juice. <laughs> mm. Have you watched Bad Sisters? Yes. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so good. It was so that good. That man was just awful. Oh, it was made my skin mm. crawl. Really also just quite familiar. Mm. So of, totally. Yeah. I mean, so many of those men are just lurking around and we don't know that they're yeah. there going out with people we know. Like yeah. Um but yeah. How um in the past, before this happened, before you had this um, experience, when when a breakup happened, how did you usually deal with it? Were you did it did it kind of derail you massively? Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. really. Like, I just thought I would like when I first broke up with my ex mm. and the one who was my sort of significant ex. I was with for a few years. Mm. I really thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. I really couldn't see getting through it yeah. I couldn't see the end of it um this is what Jamie Jamie said that Grace and I deal with breakups really similarly <laughs> which is just an absolute shit catastrophe it's a catastrophe <laughs> it's fucking apocalyptic oh. yeah it's re- and now I look back and I'm like I cannot mm. and I can't emphasize this enough I cannot imagine ever caring that much I know I know I I really can't ever imagine that and I don't think that's because I won't like love people but Mm. I definitely needed to have that one big breakup and Mm. I'm so glad I remember I did a interview with Roz Purcell who's like an amazing Irish like she's she had podcasts she's like a fitness I mean she does those stuff Mm. and um she said this thing to me and I was in the midst of it and she said look like I know you're still like you don't know what's gonna happen but I do believe that everybody needs to go through one really, really hellish, really, really bad breakup. Yeah. In order to know that you're going to be fine, you're fine on your own, you can pick yeah. yourself back together mm. after it. But also, you then have, your next relationship won't carry as much weight. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you you have to be realistic. Hopefully you'll be with whoever you're with for a long time. Mm. You may not be, like, you, nobody knows. But either way, you'll be fine. Yeah, but either way, you'll be fine. Either way, you'll be yeah. okay. There's a book called Sorrow and Bliss, and in Sorrow mm. and Bliss, have you read it? Mm. So good. When one of the characters says, I don't trust anyone who hasn't had a nervous breakdown, mm. and it's kind of the same. I'm like, if you haven't experienced something that's really rattled you as a human and rattled your soul, I don't know if I completely trust you to know exactly. Or can connect to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, because it just feels so, I don't know, it's slightly robotic, but. I feel so much more connected to people who have mm. really had, who've really experienced it and felt it um, because that pain, I mean, honestly, when I, when I had last had my breakup, I mean, I, that's when I had a suicide attempt. I genuinely, I didn't think I was going to survive. Um, but you can, and you, and you come back. You can. Life. And also, I mean, it's like, I'll always have so much sympathy for anyone going through that. And, and mm. I've, I've, I just, it's obviously not the worst thing in the world. That's what's so weird about breakup yeah. because 
it's really there are so many worse things going on yeah. and like yeah. the person isn't dead yeah but it's especially when and, and like, I don't know like I'm not a relationship expert and but I do feel like my breakup was so painful because I was so dependent on him yeah. that when it ended and I was reasoning with the fact that it was maybe going to end, I was like, but I truly don't know. Like, you know, he used to wish me good luck before every single gig that I did. And basically, I started doing stand-up like the week that I met him and mm, then, mm. you know, have been doing lots of stand-up since. And every single gig, the whole time I knew him, he'd messaged me five minutes before my set saying good luck. Oh. And then after we broke up, I was like, oh, well, I can't do stand-up ever yeah. again. Because yeah. like, how will I go on stage without that text? Yeah. Like, I, I won't be able to do it. And I truly, like, fit for months, well, it was also COVID, but, like, was like, I'm going to have to, sort of, like, I ju- and that's the level of codependency. Like, that's obviously a lovely thing, and mm. that was, I was mm. very grateful for, and, like, it, he was really brilliant in, like, so, so many ways. Mm. Um, But it's, on me, like, you don't need that. That's yeah. a really nice thing for someone to do, but you'll yeah. also be fine. Stand-up doesn't begin and end with him. Yeah. Um, But it's making those attachments and those connections. Yeah. And then you associate it with him and it becomes a really painful thing. And it's sad when it was something that was really joyful for you and brought you a lot of happiness when it suddenly becomes painful. Like, um, <laughs> I had something... I mean, it's on a way smaller scale... But I have a I have a vibrator that w- that I used to use with my ex. That was our thing. Can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> Get a new one. <laughs> I was like, well, this isn't this isn't a vibrator anymore. This is just like this yeah. is just like a little ball of evil. Yeah. Um, I can't look at it. I can't have it. And that's it. Does the exact same thing. It hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That same. Yeah, but no, yeah. it, for that it exists. It begins and ends with us, which is so weird. But, but that's like it's also fair. I mean, like. The thing about relationships, and that's why they are so weird, and breakups are so weird, is you form these sometimes temporary, deep, deep attachments to people where they are the most important person mm-hmm. in your life, more important than your parents or best yeah. friends or siblings. Put them ahead of everything, way more important yeah. than yourself. Yeah, and and that you know, and that's why it is because then they don't last forever. They're not. It's not like unconditional love, mm-hmm. and it's not like you know, my friendships are truly like unconditional, and yeah. and you forget that like romantic relationships aren't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sort of like quite temporary, um, mm. and yet they feel like the most, the most validating thing you can have. But with those things, when you entirely lose yourself into another person, and that ends, and you are left with nothing, and it's often really hard as young people when you have a really terrible breakup because you're envisaging this future. You have this future ahead of you that you imagined with this person, and when that ends it looks like there's no future because you don't know what it looks like. And that's really, really terrifying. Um, and suddenly it's like this black hole of empty space. Um, yeah. And I remember feeling that like when we were talking about that other period, Mm. like last year or even the year before, I remember feeling that really strongly, like just really worrying that like, okay, I'm getting into my late twenties. All of my friends are in, well, a lot of my friends are in relationships and, freaking out about that and now I'm just like oh can you all just get married and I'll come but I like don't <laughs> yeah. want any of the ag <laughs> I don't envy it yeah I really don't mm. I really really don't um because of Jamie and Sophie are getting married all right amazing um but my mum like the minute it happened said that came to me and was like do you know what I spoke to someone the other day who didn't get married until they're 40 so don't don't panic and I was like that <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 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 Wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't worried, and I was like, oh, 
sure. Like, <laughs> I don't really know how to respond to this. But um, if you have the luxury to be able to design your own relationship, it doesn't, no relationship needs to look exactly the same. And I think we've all, a lot of us have been conditioned to go, this is how a relationship looks. This is how life will work. You must be at this point, at this point in your life. Um, and kind of ridding yourself of that, I don't know, like timetable is quite freeing. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking bullshit. It's like is. so many people who get made it up and they get divorced. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it's whatever. I think just do things that you be, you know, try and be as happy as possible. Yeah. And like, I'm so excited for all of my friends to get married, but that's just something that I just do. It, I've never thought about marriage anyway, but mm. it's those weird, like, moments that start to suddenly happen. It's like, mm. I'm, you know, I'm sure when I get into my 30s, suddenly, like, everyone's going to start getting married. And maybe then that will feel weird, but maybe then, like, who knows? Mm. But it is, it's it's really, really, like, a very strange uh, concept that we're sort of romantically competitive mm-hmm. and that, like, the comparison culture, yeah. like, seeps into, like, your love life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you compare your relationships or your status to other people. Oh, it's gosh. just it's like bizarre. Comparing, comparing and despairing. I mean, the, but, like, the amount of things, I always try and remember this. I try and remind myself when I have a really fucking terrible moment that really, really fucking terrible things have happened. And then I have been so glad that those really terrible things happened. I look at my friends who are in really steady relationships and et cetera, and I'm so happy for them. And I hope that that lasts forever, but no one knows what is coming. And then I find it quite difficult to imagine things changing or knowing that things change and that my relationship status will change or whatever. I can't imagine it, but things do change. And maybe at one point I'll be in a relationship and they won't be, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's right why now. it's just not ever worth comparing it's yourself. It's really, really not. Because like, things fucking change all the time. Mm. Um, and who the hell knows what's going to happen? Well, see, I mean, it's so like, I said, everybody knows this, but you just have no idea what's going on inside people's lives. No and... idea at all. And people can look perfect from the outside and they are deadly with it. Mm. I've been there. Um, so at this point, this is always quite a strange question, but I love it. Um, this thing happened, you realised a lot of things about yourself, you went on this journey. What are the things about you that you are really proud of and you really cherish coming out of that experience and just in general? I mean, I'm a huge fan of myself. <laughs> I always have been. I So I don't know, like, I think I'm really funny. I'm a brilliant friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very good at talking to people. Like, I'm, I'm pretty solid in other people's lives. Um... Well, I'm I'm really proud about how I've dealt with the last year and there have been so yeah. many like huge hurdles in the last year where you know it, it's not been like the easiest year but yeah. I've been able to in general stay like pretty even and also not turn to someone who can't help me basically so yeah. like I've really noticed that you know like it's in the last sort of five months like when shit happens that usually I would like get back in touch with someone mm. just to have a man be like it's okay like, yeah, yeah yeah I'll come around and sort it out for you and when suddenly you're walking on air they never say that as mm. well like no, they never, they never say what you want them to say so I'm really proud of that my best friends keep saying to me like how amazing it is to really mark how much I've evolved mm. in the last like couple of years because they were obviously there for like the peak of it mm. when I was just so annoying um 
and they so they had to be <laughs> there and now they're like thank god you're not that person anymore and yeah. we can't believe we put up with it yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> it's that the thing like i often apologize to like my my best mate sometimes i kind of like, oh i'm so sorry and he's like if i put up with that I yeah. I can this is nothing. And it's the people who really stick by you and know that in your times cuz oh my god I've been a nightmare. To, I've been a fucking nightmare and I don't deny that at all. Of course at the time when you're being a nightmare you don't really know you're being a nightmare a lot of the time. But Jesus, and there are people who stuck around. They're fucking amazing yeah. and it's yeah. like and I really really value them. But it's really good to have them. those people because like I said like it, sometimes I'm like wow like I'll, I'll deal with the situation. I'm like, that was very grown up of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then I actually say it to like Tyler or Anna and they're like, that was very grown up of you. And I'm like, thank you so much for validating the fact that yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. was very grown up of me. Yeah. And I'm not just making it up that I'm grown up. <laughs> yeah, Grace, thank you so, so much for coming on my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And you are a fucking incredible human and the Langs are a massive fan. Oh, well, I love all of you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, Jamie, Jamie, big fan mum big fan who you haven't met but she loves you i know i want to meet your mum <laughs> she's <laughs> such a character she's mad um but yeah you're amazing thank you thank you join me next week when my guest is my wonderful friend and incredible musician grace grundy please please get in touch if you have a story to share put survivor story either at the top or in the subject line either via DM on Instagram or to contact at whydoyouthink.com. We want to hear everything, small stories, big stories, recent, long ago, questions, anecdotes, whatever you fancy, we're here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon.